So today our topic is about what's happening in the world of technology and none other than uh, the money and blockchain. So the future of money, I see a massive drop. So the last question would be who uses digital wallet? And this is where I see a massive drop in hands because not everybody uses uh, digital wallets. Many of us use normal wallets, credit cards and so on. But whereas digital wallets, it's not something where, you know, uh, everybody has come to accept and try to uh, use it. But this is where the future is. And let's look a little bit on the history of money or history of trade. We started from shells to cows to coins to actual physical money. And then things is no longer the same. It's going digital. So what is the future now? The future now all was changed in, on the night of September, uh, sorry, on the 9th of January 9th with the release of the Bitcoin first application by Satoshi Nakamoto. And this is where finance has really started to be accelerated and then followed in the last couple of years, we've seen pandemic COVID-19 as a result of new ways, you know, many of us, even e-commerce, traditional e-commerce was two, three hundred, four hundred percent, you know, uh, more in line where previously things were less. So the trend towards digitization in the financial sector has accelerated even more so after COVID. As a new result, we have a change in the technology. We have change in human behaviors which is now we're witnessing more. We have change in the operating model. And of course, the role of FinTech in shaping all of these. And guess what? Data has become our new oil. It's no longer just the oil. Things has changed. So COVID pandemic has changed the way people live, work, socialize. 343% rise on new behaviors. So how can we take this new behaviors and push them even further with crypto or decentralized finance? In 2023, 500 plus billion in new investment in alternative finance were invested. Imagine those numbers. Those are huge, huge numbers. Things are moving to something called open banking, to open finance, and then to open economy. From Closed banking where we are today, open banking is about already started seeing it in the, some of the countries, some regulations, was it in the Arab region, in UK, in a part of the US, but it's still in the beginning. Then open finance where anything can be as a, a utility, open product, open process, open innovation, open access, but all of this it couldn't be empowered without open economy and the role of uh, crypto and decentralized finance uh, utilities. So we are living in a flat banking system at this point, uh, but we're moving towards the future of digital assistance and open economy, managing anything with everything and automated. Even telco has a role, but they're not yet realized. 
soon we'll be deploying something and it's already started. We have two governments in the world, central bank digital coins, and those will be playing part of digital coins or cryptocurrencies towards opening the economy. So why are we talking about the future and digital finance? First, inclusivity. Today's problem with finance is not inclusivity. It really, it's too expensive. Some of the services will deter us. Not everybody has access to local branches and so many other things. So moving on a digital aspect can help us from cutting fees to distance cutting and to providing different types of loans or help weren't available before. So more efficient financial services, promote economic development, and promoting economic development is really part of what we want to see. So why open economy is really to gain access to a wider range of financial products and services, and most importantly, to more people. Interoperability with anyone and everyone. So we will be facing, we will be putting products in the future that are open to anything automated with a, whether it APIs, whether it open uh, structures, was it open banking or anything. And to have a greater control over the data. Today we are in a war of data, so we will be needing uh, some more controls on this. And we've seen, was it uh, Europe leading on the general data protection uh, regulations? And then later on, uh, other countries started adopting it. But the war of data is very important, not just because of the privacy, because uh, how much data is being sold for nothing. For example, when you uh, go on Facebook, you are selling your data without your, you are consenting to that, but without your actually awareness that you are selling your data. And who is benefiting in it? The US and Facebook. So technically, you're not benefiting anything. And this is where we want to have more further controls. And lastly, is engage with financing and empower better financing decision because guess what? Companies that does not depend on its data cannot take the right decisions. And this is where we will see the rise of APIs. What are APIs? Is application programming interfaces where they can give us services before we wouldn't be able to be uh, automated or interacted with. So agreeing on the data of new oil, how can we venture into the data of new oil? Because we're talking about the money, right? AI and blockchain. Those are the two important technologies and elements that will play role. They are enablers. And this is where we see the decentralized finance that will innovate faster than traditional finance because traditional finance, as much as it opens, it is still will be locked with decentralized finance, depending on the crypto environment, layers uh, one and two and three on the blockchain will make it much faster and will, and will enable us to break out from our niche without trapping modern fintech. And then we have more advanced fintechs. DeFi is short for decentralized finance. It's an umbrella of peer-to-peer -peer financial services on a public blockchain, eliminating in the mid man in the middle or and lowering fees, and most importantly, lowering fees. 
So it's uh, very important to promote this use of peer-to-peer -peer and help transactions. So where are we in the blockchain in fintech today? Consumer facing billions of users on the mortgages, identity, wallets, uh, exchange, simple transfers and payments. B2B services are started to be enacted upon, was it on insurance or escrows. Uh, trading and capital market, thousands of use cases on the security instruments, syndicate loans, clearing settlements. All of this could be done today on a blockchain using uh, DeFi. Uh, Backend process, IT and business reengineering to support all these changes. And the more we'll have CBDCs implied or deployed in governments, the more we'll have a more open innovation and more industries adapting. Inter industry in intermediates, clearing networks, and international transfers. If we look on the left-hand side, which is called CFI or centralized finance, things that we know, the names that we know, was it from Euro, dollar, or uh, yen, to applications that we are already familiar with, was it Stripe, eToro, New York Stock Exchange, Chase Manhattan, JP Morgan, all of those names that we already know, all of them are shifting towards a decentralized, was it on crypto, CBDC, Bitcoin, Ethereum, MakerDAO, uh, Fire, uh, not Firefox, uh, and many other applications was it on Unicorn, Uniswap, or MetaMask, and the likes of them. So today the infrastructure is somehow there. The move, we are still early, but the move is coming. And I'll give you a small brief of what's happening in Dubai. Dubai is really leading this forefront. That's why we've based everything in Dubai and UAE to be in the middle of the Gulf, in the middle of the Middle East, trying to uh, grasp the future. And then today, UAE is considered somehow one of the most advanced regulations in terms of decentralized finance or cryptocurrencies uh, with the likes of central bank, virtual asset regulatory authority playing a big role and other, of course, uh, entities trying to regulate or give licenses Today, all of the regulation out of there, uh, companies are being regulated, Binance and others already, already have licenses. So it is a nice uh, playground to be uh, in so that you can have more innovation. And the question is, do we really need banks? According to Bill Gates, the world needs banking, but it doesn't need banks. And this is where it is complemented today with the world of cryptocurrencies and central bank digital coins or CBDCs. And I'll share with you a quick, and then I'll round up, a quick five predictions of where the future of money actually going and the future of finance. First, we mentioned the rise of AI, APIs, and cloud, because this will be the enabling technology and infrastructure. Second is open and innovative economy. Third is regulation technology or RegTech, and we're seeing this across the world as a topic or a hot topic of interest where things are really important and then moving forward. And second last is blockchain and digital currencies from crypto, CBDCs, DeFi, and no physical wallets anymore. And lastly, the mode of interface is the metaverse. It could be 2D or 3D. So 
the future of open anything and decentralized is our future. And with that, I'd like to thank you. If you want to join our talk show, this is the link. Thank you again for attending this. This is my presentation for today. I really appreciate. If you have any question, open your mic or put them in the chat. Thank you so much, Rudy. Is there any questions? What are the major current issues, challenges in cryptocurrencies worldwide? Um, there's many different challenges currently. One is, uh, of course, on the regulation side, but we are seeing countries adopting innovative uh, approach such as UAE. And other ones are, of course, uh, technological challenges. And uh, hopefully with the legal challenges, we can fix the issues of fraud. I'm not saying that crypto is fraud, but there's a lot of fraud, but automatically it's being fixed and more. If you look at the last 10 years, the fraud action is becoming less and less. But the second issue that we are facing is, sorry for that, or challenge, is the technology itself. It still needs some more maturing, some more uh, uplifting. We have a lot of, you know, if we want to compete with, with Visa, for example, we need an infrastructure that can cope up to 40, 50,000 transactions per second. We do have some early uh, projects that have started, but they will take some time for credibilization and providing such uh, empowered, uh, fast speed of transactions. And we are seeing that. It's, it's, it's happening. We're just imagine with, uh, Visa and MasterCard have been there for the last 50 years plus. The whole banking sector have been there for around 400 years, no innovation, no real innovation until Visa uh, came in. And other than that, we are 13 years old in a technology which is so new and uh, only limitless by future possibilities and innovation. Thank you, Raed, for your uh, question. Mm -hmm.